following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. vengeance we are the night and this is another episode of the tsunami faithful podcast i am your host sketch and with me i have yes i'm and editorial writer for tsunamifaithful.com curl and that is uh the whole crew this time we, yeah we bury paul in the backyard somewhere yeah he's <laughs> he, he's he's somewhere he's doing doing something He's doing bad things. I don't know. We're clearly not very worried about you, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. I mean, it took him forever just to answer my text. I'm working and I'm a full-time dad. Shut up, Paul. Whatever, man. You and your legitimate excuses, <laughs> fatherhood. <laughs> better than an illegitimate excuse. True. Well, he's doing better than Goku. I think that's a low bar. That's a pretty easy one to to go to to, to be better than. I mean, <laughs> when when your foster father used to be your dad's arch villain, like you know, you pretty much failed as a dad. <laughs> I'm just saying. Piccolo is the best uncle. <laughs> exactly, he's the funkle. He is a funk, but he's like he's like got good discipline too because he cares. Yeah, dad Piccolo. <laughs> He is the best dad. Speaking of people with no parents. Yeah. (laughs) Batman movies aired on Toonami this past weekend. Two of them. Uh, There there was the uh, fairly older movie, Batman Under the Red Hood. That was from many, many years ago. And a fairly more recent movie, Batman Ninja. Which was all kinds of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Understatement of the year. So, we're going to talk about Red Hood first, because it's a little easier to digest, and we're probably not going to have nearly as much to say about it. It's much more traditional Dark Knight in style, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I, will, I would agree. It's, you know, it's it's a classic Batman movie. Batman being the detective, and you have all the crime going on in Gotham City, and the crime lords, and the... Well, it's not that often that you have a story about Batman that involves the drug trade, so that's a little different, but that's, you know, modern, gritty crime. So, Batman Under the Red Hood is about... Uh, the aftermath of a death in the family classic comic story where Jason Todd, the second Robin, who a lot of people really didn't like, ended up dying at the hands of the Joker. Or more so, he got beat up by the Joker very badly, and then the Joker left a bomb to explode to kill him. That was surprisingly violent 
Um, yeah. Yes. I, I he was beating him with a crowbar, and I, it was just like, whoa, that that uh that took me for. A I bit was of a just headspin. gonna keep beating you with this crowbar. Yeah. It was the first yeah. time the Joker ever had bars. Oh, oh, yeah. I I got a shout out to John DiMaggio's Joker in this. It is obviously very different from Mark Hamill and many other Jokers, but. I liked it. I, I thought it, it worked really well for this particular character. For this Joker, it really worked. Yeah. He had this he, great He was great older. Bio. Yeah, I mean, he's he's older, so like you could see the animation put kind of lines around his eyes and around his mouth to show he's aged. So the deeper voice and the kind of give no no shits gritty about it, like, it, it worked. I, I think that, you know, the 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 rise in the voice like artistic joker you know he's an old man now like he doesn't have time for that shit he just wants to kill people i was getting that vibe from dimaggio (laughs) and it scared the shit out of me (laughs) i was like just shoot that man dude don't even bother putting him in jail he's only gonna get worse (laughs) just kill him (laughs) oh red hood would agree (laughs) yeah red Red hood would definitely agree (laughs) yeah I mean, I actually like Jason Todd as Robin, but I love him more as Red Hood. He's more compelling as, like, just like how Dick Grayson is arguably more compelling as Nightwing than he is as he Robin. Is Robin. Yeah, he's. But we know best Robin is Damian Wayne. <laughs> well, that little fucking freak. He's the only one that's actually related to Bruce Wayne, so there's that. He's Daddy's little squirt. Wink. You know, as an aside, I caught an old episode of Batman Beyond, the one where uh, Bruce is tricked by Raja Ghul, who is inside of Talia's body in order to uh, have Bruce regain his youth, and then he would transfer to Bruce's body. That's all kinds of twisted. Yeah, Yeah, it is. And he's like, I will produce paperwork showing that i was the son of bruce and natalia i was like this is how many years before damian wayne existed <laughs> you just invented damian wayne yeah how, how about that but also rajagul really you get to inhabit the body of your own daughter you sick uh, yeah he was sick right <laughs> You know, Roz actually did stuff, man. Sometimes it actually made sense, man. But I'm like, this one right here, I just don't know, Patty. Well, you I mean, know, Raish is definitely more my favorite villain than Joker is. And, and you know, I've seen him. I've seen him both in, like, the the live-action reenactments and in the, the cartoon ones. But I, I find that I like him because you don't always know what you're going to get. Sometimes he's, like kind of good but he's not good but sometimes he does things that you sympathize with so like i think that makes him really compelling and given that he even though he wasn't um the super villain in this film he really is the driving force behind the events and and it's like it's it's something that's kind of thought-provoking it's like he he was going out there to to you know have this sort of economic takeover of europe or whatever i don't give a fuck but but then you know as a result jason dies and and he felt he needed to make up 
to the Batman for it. It's like, whoa, okay. That's that's something to think about. I mean, it's a little twisted putting anyone in the Lazarus pit, but it's certainly it's it certainly makes for, you know, an interesting character on Raish's part, you know? Hey, like Raish, he has moments where he actually has um I would say a more human human side than the Joker, mm-hmm. you know. It's not all shits and giggles, you know. There's I want to burn the rope. Human about the Joker. <laughs> no. But on top of like, that, with this <laughs> Raish has some S- some semblance of honor. Yeah, that's the yes. whole thing. He yes. does have honor. He does have a code yeah. on. He's basically like an anti-hero at times, man, and I actually like that about him. And he's always such a good match for Bruce in yes. every yeah. respect. He's brilliant. He's very skilled at martial arts. Mm-hmm. He's he's just a he is an excellent foil to the Batman. Yes. But it's also really nice when they team up. Yeah, it is. I yeah. mean, the man can fight. I was like, look here, man. You've been in the Lazarus pit. You know, you just constantly revive yourself in the Lazarus pit. I'm like, dude, continue to do what you do. It is just it like is gonna theory cheat, that, Yeah, I have a theory that he's immune to the side effects because he's been in it so many times. Like, like he, yeah. he just over time has become kind of immune to like the crazy side effects that Jason <laughs> But that's his secret, Kuro. He's always crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he was crazy to begin with. He's he so crazy. A lot more he's under control. <laughs> yeah. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. Oh yeah, I did forget about the side effects of the Lazarus pit. Yeah, like, you do have moments of uh, insanity. Maybe you should have restrained him. <laughs> Though it doesn't quite work. I suppose. No, it doesn't. Like, you gotta think go, about Go it. for a short dip and then off the hill you go. I really like the way the Red Hood sets himself up in Gotham. You know, is a a, a con a, a contrary drug dealer but still trying to keep everything under his control. Like, his way of dealing with crime is to get in the middle of it so he can control it. And then, and and I, I just, I had to say, like you said, he was more of a compelling character as a Red Hood than he was as a Robin. I was, I was actually, in, in some ways, certainly, I, I, I think Batman was on the ride of, you know, don't be a criminal if you're gonna take on criminals. But there's a part of me that sympathizes with him a little bit. You know, he scares the shit out of a bunch of drug dealers. He collects their heads, like as if you weren't already in awe of the violence from the crowbar incidents, he opens a gym bag full of lieutenant's heads, which you didn't see, but you knew it was there and it was effective nonetheless, you know? And then he has this guy, Black Mask, who's apparently some overlord, you know, opposite Batman, trying to make himself the next supervillain. And Red Hood's like, ha fuck you, here, I'm coming. <laughs> I loved it. It was, it was totally Dark Knight. It was really a really good story. Really in, made for really interesting plot in action. It really did. I do feel as though uh, Jason's plan was maybe a little needlessly convoluted and also not entirely well thought out. <laughs> he so he does the drug the drug trade thing, and with the one caveat is like, look, don't sell drugs to kids. Otherwise, I'll kill you. Cool, right? So he promises that he will, you know, 
be the muscle and take down anybody who gets in the way of that drug trade and also keep the Batman out of it. He He's really very confident in his own ability to foil the Batman, which maybe was a bit of overconfidence on his part. <laughs> but, you know, he gave it the old college try. Uh, but it was You're all just try. to get uh, Black Mask to get the Joker out of jail so that he could have his reunion with the Joker. It's like, I feel like there's less steps that could have been involved in all of that, but alright, sure, why not? But, like, was there a long game here? Was he really gonna try to control crime for the long term? I don't know, doesn't seem like the best plan, because eventually Batman's gonna stop you. <laughs> that's, that's just a given. But, yeah, he he definitely makes some points uh, regarding Batman's decision not to off these psychopaths. Uh, you know, it, it does make sense to kill these people. They constantly yeah. get out of jail and then cause more harm. So, you know, and he even at that one point, he's like, look, I'm not even talking about Dent or Ivy, or Mr. Freeze, or Cobblepot. None of those guys. I'm talking about this guy, the Joker. This irredeemable piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Just kill him. And they're like, you know, he may have a point. <laughs> that was such trust. a compelling interaction. That was such a compelling interaction between the two of them. Yeah. Dude, he literally told Batman that he was looking for him. The one person that he could count on to save him was not there for him when he needed him the most. Yeah. Yeah. That's that right there. Yeah. That, that, that was heart wrenching. That hurt, man. I mean, I'm about to shed a few tears on that one because I was like, dude, bless your heart, man. You've been through <laughs> some hell because of that. Sorry, yeah. Jason. The people wanted you to die. They really did in the most horrible way. And I was like, okay. You know, I was okay with it, but I wasn't okay with it. I was like, man, he didn't deserve that, dude. But, oh, hey, no, he came he back as red, too. He deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, I thought it was also go? interesting when Batman comes back and says that he's afraid if he starts killing that he won't be able to stop. That is, a, that is a good point. It's nice to see Batman actually like, you know, it's not about it being too hard for me to do that. It's about it being too easy. Yeah. And, and then I don't know if I can come back. That like, is convoluted as BS to me because I could put a bullet in somebody and just keep going, man. I'm not going to kill the whole world, man. But Joker is someone that just, just needed to die, man. I mean, like, literally, Batman has saved Joker from getting killed a lot of times. Man, the Punisher was about to put a bullet in him. And Batman saved him. I mean, you know, you gotta look at these kind of things. And the reason the Punisher said something that I thought was really profound, he's like, you know the reason why I don't have an arch nemesis? It's because I kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. I think what makes Batman such a compelling superhero is that his dark side is so strong and he has to maintain such a rigid control over it for himself to be able to do what he does. I think that that's what separates him 
from not just from other superheroes, but but from us, because for us, we can say, you know, we we would do these things and we would. But for him, because he 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 has to work so hard to be who he is. I think that the moment he lets go of that control, you know, and he's such a closed off character to begin with. But the moment he lets go of that control, like I really believed him when he said, I don't think that I could could, you know, stop that that really flies with how the dark knight batman era has has been he's he's been one that's you know he he has to have that line and he can't go near it so i thought that that was compelling however that doesn't mean nobody else can kill the joker there's a lot of other people out there that hate him i mean come on you don't have to go out of your way to save the dude i'm just saying you don't have to kill him but you could let someone else do it for you i mean other villains hated the joker period yeah yeah I mean, even this movie, there's a part when the bomb's gonna go off. He could have just let him die. <laughs> just, just could have done it. <laughs> and I don't even think that if 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 part of his excuse was he wanted to save Jason somehow from himself, like no, it's too late. By this point, he's already murdered people, and he he feels like he's right in killing villains like that's the path he's decided to set himself on so mm-hmm. you can't even use that as an excuse so you know jason's gonna do what he's gonna do and then you can put him in jail because he's a little crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's a little unhinged <laughs> never Maybe trust a guy named serious. jason who wears a mask dude oh god no kidding <laughs> you that Maybe- mask uh I feel like it's Deadpool inspired and the fact that he makes so many quips is kind of leading me to think that <laughs> like he was he was a chatty chatty guy like he's to the point but you know when he's when he's beating Joker with the crowbar Joker's like this does seem familiar I was so hoping for him to just turn the line on and was like, well, I think I'll just keep hitting you with this crowbar. <laughs> just... Dude, I would have kept hitting him with the crowbar. Yeah, why'd he stop? Why'd he stop? All because he wanted to make Batman shoes. Yeah. You, know, you can't make Batman shoes because you know you're going to take the moral high ground on it. Always. <laughs> and the way, the way Joker put it is like, you're amazing. You did it. You found a way to win. And we all still lose. That, if that wasn't Irene, I don't know what it was, man. Yeah. No, no, don't spoil it. This isn't better. Eh, that, that Joker. <laughs> Black Mask really... gets Joker out of jail. And they have a meeting. Can I have a glass of water? My God, you did not see that coming. Seriously. <laughs> and I need some guys. But not these guys. They're kind of dead. God. He, just because he could. Just he just didn't he care. He did. Just good. Oh, and what does he do yeah. with the guys that he gets later? He tries to set them on fire. Oh, man. This the is, number uh, one reason why I could not work for the Joker, dude. Definitely chaotic evil. Yes. <laughs> In the worst kind of way, though. Yeah. Did you know that Phil Lamar 
had a, a small part in the film. Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. He, uh, he had, who, who was he again in this? I pulled up the credits and it says Rick, but I don't remember who Rick was. Uh, I think it was one of the, uh, I think it was one of the assistants. Uh, no, one one of the one of the guards. No. Oh, oh yeah, the the prison guards. No, the one of the guards. one of the prison guards was Gary Cole, aka Birdman, oh. <laughs> which I was thoroughly amused by. Uh, hmm. Gary Cole was Commissioner Gordon. He was, yeah, he was Commissioner Gordon too. But I swear, Gordon barely even said a line. I don't actually even remember Commissioner Gordon in this film. I'm gonna be honest. Sorry, sorry, Gary Cole. I don't remember who Rick is. <laughs> I do remember Jensen Ackles' voice, though. He did an excellent job as Jason. I was, I was impressed. He should do more voice acting. It was fun. Yeah. Oh, well, if you enjoyed Jensen Ackles' Jason Todd, the Red Hood, this upcoming week he gets to enjoy him as Batman himself. Nice. A young Batman in uh, The Long Halloween. Though, so. though that's, that's an interesting connection. And also the guy who voiced Alfred in this... Uh, who, who was that? Uh, Jim, Jim Piddock. Jim he is Alfred in The Long Halloween as well. I believe he was Alfred in The Batman, that series, with Rhino Romano as Batman. That ran on Toonami, briefly. And Bruce Tim was the Riddler in this. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Oh, yes, and uh, we, we didn't even mention Nightwing yet, really, but that was Neil, Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris. Harris. Yeah. <laughs> I like Nightwing. I, I had really like. It's been a long time since I've been around any of the 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 other Batman characters, you know. And he went on to be his own dude, and I was like, okay, bye. But then <laughs> when I got to see him, it was really funny because he was kind of sad. Batman was like ignoring him, but then he 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 was acting like an independent badass, and I, I like that. It was cool to see, you know, a taste of Nightwing working with Batman again. It was fun. Yeah. I I really liked uh, this interpretation of Nightwing, and Neil Patrick Harris, of course, was fantastic. And mm -hmm. you know, he's got all these moments where he's like, just just wants to, like, have a normal moment with Bruce Wayne, and it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> it's like, could you just for once tell me we're getting in the car? <laughs> did, <laughs> did he just thank me? <laughs> But the the thing that got me was that one scene where they're fighting a Mazo and these two guys are standing around. They're like, oh, that's Nightwing. The first Robin is like, how how do you know that? <laughs> I don't I don't think Robin made a point of being like or rather Nightwing being a point of like, I used to be Robin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wanted to put that stuff behind him. I suppose it's yeah. not the hardest thing to figure out, but still. Like, why are these two guys talking about... Okay, I know the real reason why they're doing that is so the audience knows who it is. <laughs> but, come on. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's made for older audiences. We, I think I think we, we can know. figure it out. It's fine. 
we need this mystery of who's the Red Hood, but no, we gotta spell out who Nightwing is. Yeah. And I also liked uh, Vincent Martella as the teenage Jason Todd. That's that's Phineas and Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> that was, oh, yeah. That was fun. How about that? That was fun. It was a good cast, and uh, mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a good Batman. I, I love seeing Batman on Toonami because, I mean, it's like a part of Toonami. I, I, I don't understand why people will stop watching. I would think that, that anyone who liked classic Toonami, you'd be excited to see Batman back on. You know, he's kind of like the OG of, of Toonami heroes, right? Yeah. And he, here's the thing, guys. I... I think like like we have all said, you know, it's everybody should be able to do what they want to do. If they don't want to watch a program, they don't have to. But what I don't understand is when we do these, you know, Twitter watches, people will come on and then actively say, I'm not gonna watch this. Who's coming with me to not watch this on Toonami? And I think that is just it's it's really poor form. And it's yeah. just showing a complete lack of support and a disrespect through to a show, a, a show block that you are very actively trying to support on one hand, but then you're discouraging other people from watching it. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it, but you don't have to go in and throw it in everyone's face and say, well, I'm going to do this. Everybody come join me. And, and also it's kind of contrary to being a traditional Toonami fan to not like, like I said, Batman is the OG. Why would you not want to see it? And and if you've seen it before, okay. There's a lot of people who who watch streaming, uh, who watch streaming service like Funimation, and they watch the same shows on Toonami anyway. I'm not saying this that they need to be pressured. I just think a little bit more respect and awareness with how you're coming across on Twitter, and a lot more community support to the people who are watching because. Maybe they're watching just to support the block, or maybe they're watching because they haven't seen the film and they really want to see it. It really doesn't matter, but, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but we're all supposed to be unified and supportive. We got this block back, and it was something we never expected to get back, and I don't think we're going to be able to keep it if we keep dismissing it and disrespecting it in this way. You know what I mean? Mm. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I I just there's nothing productive about responding to tweets being like, oh, I don't like that. That's crap. I'm not I'm not watching. Don't watch. Like, come on. Nobody cares. <laughs> like, who's coming with me? I was like, really? Who's coming with you? Yeah. <laughs> to go where? <laughs> we going for a beer run, maybe? Yeah, I'll go with you. That's all. Exactly. That's like the only way I'm going with you. <laughs> you gotta bribe me with food and liquor. Are we going all the way? Where does she want to go? <laughs> Gosh, that was such a good exchange. Watch Ben a Pirate Princess. It's anime. <laughs> That's good. It's yes. actually pirate anime yeah. that I will actually watch. Oh, don't, don't, don't. You just had to say it. You know how I feel about that other pirate anime. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> look here, but I look here. I may feel a certain way about it, but I really do enjoy that other people enjoy. 
It's just not for me. Well, it's uh, it's about to reach a thousand episodes, so it's doing all right. <laughs> it's doing all right, but they still haven't found the One Piece. And by golly, if they do within our lifetime, that would nope. be a surprise. <laughs> My gosh, Paul's gonna be in a retirement home, and I'm stepping on his oxygen when that happens. <laughs> oh. Gotta give us, oh, gotta boy. switch his pills with Viagra, dude. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Look here, you know I gotta get jabs in at Paul wherever I can. Of course. Well, of course. D- they're in danger of like setting us up for disappointment too by pushing it out this far. Yep. Just saying. Hmm. Doesn't mean the story has to conclude. Like they figure out what the one piece is. Like I'm sure there's other plots you can you can enrich us with. Just just you know. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let's wrap it up a little bit. <laughs> Let's get there. <laughs> let's let's get there. Get, and other get get somewhere. Yeah. Uh well, the journey is the enjoyment for me. So it's all yep, right. you just gotta stop. Zoro is the enjoyment for me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop let's believing. Not otherwise here. <laughs> nice, nice. So yeah, if you didn't actually watch this movie on Toonami, sorry for spoiling some things. Uh it's been, be okay. it's been out since 2010. Uh, exactly. Just put some rubber testing on it. But it's a really good movie. The action's really good. The drama's really good. I mean, there's some parts that seem pretty stupid, but I mean, it's a comic book movie. What do you want? Yeah. You get your knowledge of comic books from movies. These, these things are... <laughs> These things are commonplace, but yeah, it's it's really good. I I think it's one of one of my favorite of these DC animated movies, and I hadn't seen it in quite some time, and I thoroughly enjoyed watching it again. I thoroughly enjoy watching on Tsunami. Yeah, me too. There you go. I mean, where you get the joy of the bumps. Exactly. It's not the same without Tom's little quips. That's what kind of makes it a good experience. It's like he's watching it with you. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It's like Tom watches or watching it with us. Ah, that's one thing that I wanted to point out. They actually had a custom intro that week, which I was appreciative of. It lets the viewers know what's up. I wish they would do that more often. Like, I don't know why they didn't do it on the premiere of Fena. They really should have. They just played the regular one on the night that the first two episodes of Fena premiered, and I imagine a decent amount of people were a bit perplexed that My Hero didn't come on at 12.30. But They'll be okay. I theorize that because of who owns these Batman titles, they were able to afford to make that animation and because it's expensive they don't necessarily want to go and do that with every other new title i don't think it was new animation but they do need new voiceover obviously which yeah you can't expect them to do all the time but i imagine that they will probably do it again this upcoming week for the finale of fena and well the season finale of fena and the uh Batman Long Halloween. So that's something to look forward to. 
along with the bumps and all of that. I'm looking forward to the Fena Marathon. We're going to get some new bumps for Fena because I'm bored of the bumps they've had since the first week. They weren't even that good, honestly. I don't even actually remember them. Sorry. They're pretty, <laughs> pretty not great. Just, it's like that one when they're entering the cave. It's like, where are we? A comrade of arms lives here. Like, okay, that that information oh, yeah. is still now relevant. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, just put put the it doggo in the bumps. Put the doggo in the bumps. I need it. Yeah, rule, rule. I need it. Rule rules. And check out our side podcast, the Fenacast. We. Just did another interview. CJ and Celia interviewed Nicholas Corda. Corda? Yes. Nicholas Corda. Yes, the voice of Sheeta. So be sure to check that out. Check out our interview with Brittany Cox and all the episodes where we recap two episodes at a time. And the uh, season finale will be the next episode. Won't be necessarily our last episode of the Pentacast. We might do a little uh, something extra. We'll see. But uh, that's that's enough. Plug in the Pentacast. Now <laughs> it's time for some Batman Ninja. Yeah. Are we? Are we ready? For some I really need to talk about this show. I just Batman there's so much Ninja. in me that needs to come out. <laughs> oh man. All right, well, uh, Yashihime didn't air that weekend, but we still went to feudal Japan. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Batman what a journey Ninja. It was. Oh, my. Batman Ninja. Or, as it should probably be called, Batman, a feudal fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> I a, feudal Gundam, a feudal Gundam tale. Oh, oh you're getting so ahead of yourself here. Uh, all right. <laughs> So, Batman Ninja is a story about Batman and his rogues gallery getting sent to feudal Japan. The rogues gallery and everybody else actually shows up like two years prior to Batman finally getting there due to time travel shenanigans. Apparently Batman wasn't the like far end of the impact, so whatever, it works. Uh, this is caused by Gorilla Grodd's latest invention, the Quake Engine Time Displacement, dis Displacement Machine, which was intended to send all the other villains off who knows where. But because of Batman's interference, they ended up in feudal Japan. So when Batman gets there, he is immediately attacked by some troops that were sent by the Joker. And you could probably figure that out based on how they look. <laughs> Definitely got Joker-like faces going on. And Batman quickly comes up to speed that the Joker has become a feudal lord, and all of his other rogues gallery have also become feudal lords, or uh, perhaps vassals of other feudal lords. So... He's got to, you know, gather them up and try to get back to their own time and yada yada. But he, first he has to try to take down the Joker. 
and he does that. Uh, his first attempt involves the Batmobile, which is inexplicably there. <laughs> As Alfred's been maintaining it for, I suppose, two years. It was also conveniently there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's in the script. Because <laughs> it's in the script. Well, Batman, <laughs> Batman's there. Catwoman's there. Uh, she finds Batman, brings him to Alfred. <laughs> That's a really cute scene. It is like, here's some tea, sir. Yeah. <laughs> also, I we mean, gotta yeah. talk about that Wait, missionary disguise Batman has. <laughs> With the bat symbol carved into his hair. Subtle. <laughs> Quite the bat fryer. TM. <laughs> uh, trademarked. Yeah. It was... I totally forgot about that haircut. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen this movie. Uh, but he takes the takes the Batmobile to try to get to Arkham Castle, which used to be Arkham Asylum, and he attacks it in the Batmobile, which is like, hey, they're never gonna know what hit him. Like these, all these guys aren't prepared to battle with the the Batmobile, right? Well, it turns out that Joker has modified the castle, so it's kind of a giant robot. Uh, because anime. <laughs> right? Because anime. And Batman falls for the, the, you know, the old trick of, oh, there's somebody in danger. I sure hope that it's not someone in disguise. <laughs> it's Harley. First, he has to defeat Sumo Bane using his Yeah, can Bat we talk Mac. about Sumo Bane? Like, we didn't even know Bane was, was here, but he just shows up. Doskoi! <laughs> Why? Nothing, but the, the, the two seconds he was on screen were just so disturbing and completely imprinted on my mind. Like, it was like... All the weirdness of Bane, but as a sumo, I just, I just, just like, what? Who came up with this idea? Did you take your medication that morning? I don't understand. Huh. <laughs> no, they were taking their crap. I don't out. think they even dubbed Bane. That's, I think that was still Kinta Miyake. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. You certainly could have had He's Eric Bowser pitch in for that one line but whatever <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah that was yeah, harley quinn who i'm very disappointed to see i thought she dumped joker's ass just saying i was just completely disappointed she's back together with him in this well i know this is all messed up timeline but still homegirl you need it. You need to get away from that man. He's not good for you. You be your own supervillainess. When did the first season of Harley <laughs> Quinn come out? Was it after 2018? Because that's when this movie came out. Oh my god. I think so too. I think it. I think it was. I think it was 2019. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah, that of course they have Harley with the Joker because that's usually the case. Uh, and she was not hanging out with Poison Ivy at all, which is a darn shame. 
was. In fact, not nearly enough poison ivy in this movie. No, it wasn't, man. And I love. I agree. Poison. And she had such a good design too. Yeah. Oh, they uh, looked like they were like video game villains. I wanted to play this movie. It uh, looked so yes. fun. Oh, there were yes. so many moments where they like freeze frame and then they have the big text. <laughs> like, yeah. Nice. It's good stuff. <laughs> Very cool. So it's Pen- super Persona 5. I dig it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That is true. So, Penguin, Poison Ivy, and Deathstroke are all also being feudal lords now and uh, two-face works for the joker apparently i don't know why don't worry he betrays him (laughs) only to end up working for grod i there is so much betrayal in this movie dude Dude, i ain't seen that much betrayal since uh game of thrones dude yeah It's, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> but we're not quite there yet, I guess. They were like <laughs> condensing like 200 years of, of feudal daimyo wars into like, you know, this this one supervillain uh, <laughs> super fat, you know? Like all of the traditional history of Japanese betrayals, like let's stick it all in here amongst, you know, the the gallery of rogues and just have everybody fuck each other over. That sounds good. Let's do that. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, these characters are pretty prone to backstabbing each other, so it's not even a stretch. But still, it was a lot for one movie. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. The double quadruple cross. <laughs> it's like, you get a double cross, and you get a double cross, and you get a double cross, and you get a double cross, yeah. and you get yeah, a double exactly. cross three times. And did even you know... Woman. Yeah, well, I I can't not, say I don't expect it from Catwoman, but apparently neither did Bat- Batman was predicting it too because he wasn't even mad about it later. He was just like, "You do you." <laughs> I know you're gonna betray me. <laughs> what I was you like, do? Well, okay. <laughs> well, whatever. I've never been more attracted to Catwoman than I have in this movie. <laughs> Yes, I'm dude. such a I weeb. I didn't like yeah. the short, like hair sticking out of the little cat thing. I kind of like, like that, but no, I enjoyed. It was too cutesy for her. But she was prettier when she had the long hair, which I suppose was a wig. Also, yeah. she looked like a Naruto character then. <laughs> Believe it. <laughs> no, how you? Evil, evil Naruto says. Doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. That is way too funny. Uh, So, you know, in feudal Japan, there was apparently a bat clan of ninja whose prophecy foretold that one day a man dressed as a bat would come from a far off land to join them in battle and bring them victory. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's as ridiculous as it sounds, folks. <laughs> and Batman at first is like, eh, whatever. 
And then later he's like, I will fulfill that destiny. I embrace this role. I embrace this nonsense. That, that armor was pretty sweet, though. I was like, yeah. hey, what can I do? What what side quest do I need to go on to get this armor, Rio? All of them. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. This really needs to be a video game, though. I'm serious. Yeah, I would play this as it a fighter. It is surprising that it's not a video game. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. It looks like a video game. It really does. I mean, it looks real nice for the style it is. It's uh, it it's done by the same studio that does the openings for JoJo, the three D ones. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, it it's directed by Junpei Misusaki, who Misuzu Misusaki. Yeah, I said it right. Junpei Misusaki, who yeah, uh, did those. So it it yeah, it's actually not that JoJo like all, all things considered, but it's its own kind of madness. <laughs> this is madness. Speaking of that, <laughs> Batman's just chilling out, and Robin's like, "Here's this invitation from Grodd to a nearby hot spring." Because, of course, Grodd is chilling in a hot spring. Because <laughs> anime. We can check that anime box. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Here's the hot spring It episode. was a free episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's both a hot spring episode and an ugly bastard tag. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're always seeing, like, monkeys and gorillas hanging out in the hot springs anyway, so this makes perfect sense exactly. so Grodd's having himself a nice dip but he tells batman here i want to beat the joker let's team up and batman's like all right i'll be the bait but person's like i don't suppose you actually wanted me to come here for a dip it's like come on batman get in water's fine i bet it would feel real good but i bet Grodd also farts in the water who doesn't fart in the water, man? Come on. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> Thank but you guys for I wouldn't, that. I wouldn't recommend it. It's like farting <laughs> in the shower, dude. Uh, what is methane? Dude, <laughs> <laughs> the methane will kill you, to man. But, but farting in the shower can sound pretty fun. <laughs> like, it, the no. sound is interesting. Like, that, no, that, wet, that wet fart noise. Guys. <laughs> No, dude, farting in the shower almost passed out, man. <laughs> oh my god. I do work by magic here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is what happened when you let the real come on the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Batman visits Broad, who yeah. totally seems like a stand-up gorilla. Like, yeah, we're gonna help each other. God, Batman, you were such a dumbass. Sorry. <laughs> World's greatest detective, detect my ass. <laughs> you, you, uh, really? I mean, I think there is a point where he says he expected Grodd to turn on him, but still. No, did you? Did you expect him to turn on you? Because you sure weren't prepared. No. <laughs> No, you weren't. Uh, but their plan is to use Batman to draw out the Joker. The Grodd promises Joker Batman in order for them to do business. And, of course, they betray 
the Joker, and even Two-Face, as I mentioned previously, who was working for the Joker, apparently is now allied with Grodd. And, uh, they, uh, uh, so many weird things happen in this movie. Oh, yeah. right. There is a tussle between Harley and Catwoman in which she grabs one of the power converters that needs to be used to rebuild the Quake engine. Now, all these power converters are currently powering the individual castles of all of these feudal lords, so they need to get it from Penguin, Poison Ivy, and Deathstroke. And my man Deathstroke, you see that scene when he's like standing there in his chair and he's got women around him? I was like, yeah, this guy knows how to roll. No, Poison Ivy is my favorite of the daimyos. I'm, I was all, I was all for her like coming up with an alliance with Batman. I'm like, just, just let her do her thing. I feel like she's the least worse and also the hottest. So. All Team true. Poison Ivy, woo! All true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's just trying to save the planet, man. I feel her. I feel her vibes, especially now. <laughs> yeah. At this age and how I've grown up now, I actually side with the bad guys more. Uh, except for the Joker. Speaking but of every- Batman being concerned about the Joker's well-being, there's a part where... There's a big explosion and Batman's like, no, Joker. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. just let him go. Yeah. He was fugly, let's be honest. <laughs> it was, uh, it's better for all of us. Batman needs to break yeah, up with the yeah. Joker just as much as Harley Quinn does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the difference is Harley actually had the good sense to finally get the hell away from him. True. Yeah. yeah. True. It's a I toxic think, relationship, not Bruce. Not in this movie. Let go. Not in this movie. To be honest with you, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> so this whole time, they've apparently said that Red Hood's been around, but we haven't seen him up until this point. But we finally see him in this particular scene when he locates Joker and Harley, who have both lost their memories after the explosion and are living as farmers. And... It's a very different animated scene from the prior ones. So that might throw you off a bit, but. uh, Yeah, it reminds me. Do you remember the movie that showed on Toonami a few years ago? Mind Game? Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Could be a reason for that. (laughs) The the style of animation. I got really hardcore Mind Game vibes from that. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Well, Red Hood doesn't want to believe that Joker and Harley actually lost their memories, but Batman's like, you look, I looked him in the eye, and I don't see the madness. Uh Uh-huh. He, whatever happened to them, they're not Joker and Harley anymore. We'll come back for them when we head back. Come on, Batman. You should have just let the Red Hood kill him. I'm sorry, but you should have just let him do it. I told you good, Batman. Yeah. Red as, Hood literally laid the smack down on Joker, man. As as Red Hood does. I mean, I <laughs> loved it, man. What about I was his like, hood, though? <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about that hood? Can we uh, talk about that hood? It's not exactly yeah, a talk- hood. <laughs> what do they call those? 
thing. I forgot. I know what it's like called. Some kind of hat. I want to say the little umbrella hat, whatever. Oh, shoot. It just reminded me of uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, yeah, if y'all didn't laugh at that, you're too young. <laughs> well, you, I, 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 I do believe a lot of our listeners probably are too young, but... <laughs> They never stopped them a phone. But I mean, all media is available everywhere. So, what's stopping you? What's stopping you? Watch the classics. Watch the classics. Ah, yes. There's one called a Tate Iboshi. Might be that. Hmm. Maybe. Doing some, some googling. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Uh, uh, boo to Tsunami or whoever decided to make the uh, commercial break right in the middle of that sequence. Like, shouldn't you, couldn't you just finish that sequence before putting in that commercial break? Yeah, that was some YouTube shit. That's what YouTube does to us. You can do better than that, Tsunami. That, Come that, on, guys. That was weird. That was that was a poor choice. It was. Re- really the only time of the night when I was like, whoa, shouldn't have done the break there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, whatever. Yeah, you know, it's yours too, Nami. You do what you want to do. Did you notice that when Batman's like, we all must learn to live it nin- as ninjas, they show this scene of the farm or whatever the, the bat clan lives, and it's mm-hmm. like laid out like a, a bat field. Like it's a bat. Yeah. The field is the shape of a bat. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have this short where they're like, this sort of like the the screenshots where they're just still shots and then you have little dialogue uh, uh coming between like two sort of flat paper characters and and this is supposed to show the time skip where they're all training in the ways of the bat ninja i thought that was fantastic <laughs> so it was so freaking cheesy but it was just so like i was just getting all kinds of video game vibes yeah, it's like they just yeah. were like let's throw everything in this movie anything we can think of we're gonna put it here this is just an <laughs> rpg now <laughs> <laughs> it really really yeah i i did enjoy that sequence though i i appreciate that this movie has like its main look and then it also deviates from that for a couple of scenes that's 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 good variety I like that. yeah they do like about three different uh, artistic styles aside from the main CG style so I, I thought that that kind of added a level of fun to it it doesn't take itself seriously but it does give you a little bit of something fun, uh, 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 nice to look at in the process mm-hmm. and they're doing all that training and Batman's like we, we, we lost all the weapons the Batmobile and everything what will we do our weapons will be everything in nature. That's one way of putting it. <laughs> sure. Including Robin with his dopey haircut. Oh my gosh, oh, that poor kid. Uh, I, I, I know that that's a style that young people would occasionally do, but oh man, it did not look good. <laughs> not on Damien. He poor kid. That yeah. That's just not a good look for you, kid. No. Not at all. Don't this, wear the top. This Damien was really chill. Like this, this didn't feel like Damien. He was say. like happy go lucky. He wasn't just hill. He was like chill. He was like happy go lucky. Like and talking oh, to we're monkeys. We're gonna be okay. Everything's great. 
Yay! Yeah, I like I like emo Damien better. Me too, me too. But it made for it made for some fun contrast. <laughs> like, okay, who are you and what have you done with Damien? Uh, In all senses of the word. And give him back his hair. Yeah, seriously. And he had uh Yuri Lowenhall playing him in the in the English and it was Yuki Kaiji in the Japanese, so that's Aaron Yeager. I could totally see uh, Aaron Yeager as Damian Wayne. <laughs> totally could see that. Uh, I'm not familiar with Adam Crodesdell, but he was Dick Grayson, Nightwing, and Daisuke Ono was. And Nightwing. Alfred. Yes, and Alfred. So, dude's got range. And I've seen him on some BBC productions. I watch a lot of those mystery shows because oh. I'm weird like that. I've seen him. I've seen him do stuff like that, like because the BBC recycles a lot of their actors. So. Mm. And good old Will Fredell, previously Batman Beyond, Terry McGinnis as Tim Drake, Red Robin, who was played by Kengo Kawanishi. I thought Red Robin was supposed to be Roy Harper, not Tim Drake. Maybe I'm confusing my Batman mythology. Uh, Roy Harper is uh, Arrow. Red yeah, Arrow. but 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 he then after he leaves, like I understood after he leaves Arrow, like he goes on his own and he he gets like in the comic books. I, I don't know. You know what I'm. I, I'm not even going to try because someone's going to correct me on Twitter and I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> well, I Red don't Robin know. is a name that has been used by several fictional superheroes appearing in DC Comics. So there we go. you might not be wrong. <laughs> okay, then. Let's leave it at that, guys. Please don't feel the need to correct me. It's okay. Yeah. I know I might have had it wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sorry, just come my way and if y'all want to say Sonakuro. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know I got time. <laughs> right. All right, uh, so now we're at the field of hell. Yeah. Uh, mm. Which is, is not, not a euphemism. <laughs> no. no. It was little hell. No. So, so far you had just a taste of there being potential giant robots in this movie. And now the movie's like, now we're going all in on the giant robots. We got... All of these castles forming into giant robots. These moving castles howl, eat your heart out. <laughs> right? And... I mean, if you could form a Voltron with all the supervillains, wouldn't you do it too? Come exactly. on. I was yeah. like, thank you, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, trust me, y'all do not know how hard it was for me that night not to make Voltron. Power Ranger references. Oh my god. I mean, why would you I hold back? I still was thinking the Power Ranger too. I was like, I was like, I don't know. The only thing was just the balloon head, Joker's balloon head. I was like, oh, come on. Come on. That's we can do better than this. That's tacky. I mean, I mean, that's <laughs> Joker for you. We just needed Rita Revolta and Lord Z, man. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Why y'all let With me all our <laughs> castles combined. <laughs> which, uh, which is what happened once Joker and Harley show up after Grodd uses his mind control thing to control all of the other villains. 
And then Joker and Harley are like, yeah, yoink. <laughs> now we control all the robots. Oh, by the way, <laughs> we're still crazy. <laughs> Fooled you, <Crazy>. Batman. <laughs> I, I would imagine that Jason Todd is seeing red right about now. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. under his hood. Just, I hope you're right. <laughs> Should have just done it there. <laughs> like, literally, I would have did it, man. I just would have did it. I would have said Joker. Everybody would have kicked the man while he's down. Yeah, seriously. Sometimes you just have to do that. It was so be... sinister at the end of that scene when he breathes in the flower that deactivates the hypnotism. You just see. <laughs> Wait, uh, you're skipping the monkey samurai. I'm not there yet. <laughs> okay, because we gotta talk about monkey samurai. <laughs> Uh, yes. So, as previously established, uh, Damien is able to talk to a monkey, and now this monkey has called his friends. And how do you defeat a super giant robot that's multiple robots combined with uh, apparently a legion of monkeys? Oh, but not will not stop there. Let's add bats to them, and then they become a giant Batman. <laughs> sure. Super I robot some monkey team. Monkey Island vibes here. No, it dun, was like dun, 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 dun. this. This <laughs> movie's like, oh, you thought that was ridiculous? Just you wait. <laughs> Yo, that was Super Monkey Robot Team Goat. I. <laughs> it was. It was goat. Now that's a reference, Bay. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice, underappreciated, underappreciated exactly. reference. <laughs> Thank you. I got a few good ones in every once in a while. Uh, so that's apparently the Bat God of Legend. Sure, why not? And they defeat the giant Joker robots. Hooray! But uh, then Joker is like, "I fooled you, Batman. I I used this flower to." Dehypnotize myself as I knew I had to hypnotize myself, otherwise you wouldn't believe it. I'm like, well, I gotta give him credit for a pretty good plan. <laughs> yeah. And then it's down to fisticuffs, or well, really like swords and then ninjutsu <laughs> between. Uh, Shadow clone Batman ninjutsu, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where the ninja in Batman Ninja finally really shows. Yeah, at the very end of the movie. I <laughs> know. Uh, it's like, this is how we're doing this now, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, Batman finally defeats the Joker. And I just have to say, right, it kind of feels like this movie was just like, okay, we can stop now. Because there were so many times in this movie where it could have ended. It could have ended way sooner. But maybe it's better it didn't. I don't know. It certainly wouldn't have gotten to the absolute ridiculousness that it did if it ended. Then it wouldn't have had all the anime things. It needed to have all the anime stuff. This is I true. mean, they were missing the actual ninjutsu. Yeah, that. Well, they they could have gotten to that sooner, I suppose. <laughs> yes, they could have. It was then we wouldn't have been able to watch Voltron. <laughs> exactly. Yes, absolutely. I love the uh, hand signal moment. Like it was just a, oh, a subtle yeah. touch. <laughs> it was so it was so great. <laughs> like, 
It's a it's a nice touch. Thank you. Yes. <sighs> we got a little Gundam. We got a little Batman. We got a little uh uh everything. We even got a little bit of Mega X. We got some Mega XLR in there too. Well, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little. And don't forget um, Catwoman getting licked by Harley and kicking her ass subsequently. Ah, yes, the distinct oh, yes. tang of a liar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That's such a good line. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, that, that dub line was. That that's from JoJo, by the way. If you're not sure, that's from JoJo, not actually in this movie, which would have been good. But yeah, I wish yeah. they would have did a few more JoJo references, though. Well, you can never have enough JoJo references. Yeah, if they were gonna, that's the only thing. I mean, I had no problem with the level of ridiculous they went to with this film, but I think if they could have added some Easter eggs in. It would have made it just just that that cherry on the Sunday. It would have really just mm. put it together for me. You know, we got all the weird anime crap here. You're welcome. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. And in the mid credit sequence, we have Catwoman selling weapons and furniture from the castle robots in an antique shop. Because you know she's gonna get hers. Yeah. Exactly, man. Selena's a thief, man. Mm-hmm. She steals not only your your belongings, she steals your heart. And just yes. before the movie ends, we got 2D anime Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me like it. And Dude, I like <laughs> Alfred's <laughs> like, well, you're going to have a different kind of transport this time, sir. And brings a horse-driven Batmobile. <laughs> hey, I want one of those. He's looking pretty fly. Not gonna lie. He's got like shoji shoji windows on the on the carriage. I'm like, I dig this. All right, in a shoji carriage, I got it. I I was getting such hardcore uh, uh, video game vibes from watching this, but also I have to say, like, you know, this is one of the this is it's just like with Harley. It doesn't take itself seriously, and it's not meant to be anything but fun and silly and and i think it's good to have stuff like this on toonami it fits right in you know and 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 toonami also gave us like to contrast it the batman under the hood so he gave us that dark traditional moody drama that we like but also something that's just for laughs like it's very and very clearly this is not an actual serious film this is all just you know Every nerd's dream that we could make a film. Yeah, it is fan service, traditional fan service, you know? So I, I found it, I had a lot of fun on Twitter with other Toonami fans just making jokes and talking about it. I found it to be really enjoyable and hilarious. And and I have to give credit for the animation. Like, they, they were very creative. And, um, you know, I, I think that I liked the switching between the animations and I liked the way they used the, the, the computer animation and it was really vivid and colorful. And if you're going to make, if you're going to make samurai warrior outfit for Batman, that's the samurai outfit you want. He looked like a fucking badass. I loved it. I want, I want that armor. I want it. <laughs> this, this whole movie should have had a toy line, <laughs> but I don't think it ever got one. Sad, sad, disappointing. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's there. I would say overall, it looked pretty good in motion. There were times where the frame rate was like obnoxious, but overall, I think it it looks really good. Though I will joke that it totally looks like a video game, <laughs> mm-hmm. but not in a bad way. And yeah, it's it's it was interesting. Also interesting on the cast, uh. The Joker in this was played by Tony Hale, Buster Bluth himself. And yeah, he, he did a good job. <laughs> I, I was really surprised. He's got a magnificent range. Yeah. he's. I haven't heard the Japanese voice of Joker, but I imagine it's one of those fairly high flamboyant type voices mm-hmm. so if they were going to mimic that i think tony hale was a very good choice for that because he had all those levels that he could bring and roger craig smith did a great job as batman uh he's been yes, batman so. in a few things uh and <laughs> he's also been in naruto so <laughs> there's your ninja connection and on the japanese side Koichi Yamadera was Batman, and that means Spike Spiegel was Batman. <laughs> call me, call me Spike Spiegel. That, makes sense. that works. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, kind of makes me wish Steve Bloom was Batman. Tara Strong, she she did a couple roles in there. Yeah, Tara Strong is a fairly frequent voice of Harley Quinn these days, and she was also Poison Ivy in this, who barely got any lines. Which I'm still upset about. Me too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Each of the Bat family took down one of the villains. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can we we please try to... Like, how in the world did Damien take down Poison Ivy? I'm not buying it. Look, he was was trained by Ray Shagul. I think he could pull it off. No Uh, one with that haircut could take down Poison Ivy. (laughs) You just will not be the top knot alone, will you? (laughs) All she would have to do is take one of her plants and, like, grab the top knot. He's done. (laughs) He he created his own weakness. You're not even that. It's like he had a flute for monkeys. He had a friend named Monkey Chi. You can't take him seriously. You can't. I don't think he takes himself seriously. I, I get the distinct impression that over in Japan they don't understand Damian Wayne. They don't. <laughs> and I, I heard, and I don't know if this is absolutely true, but I heard that the dub, which was done by NYAV Post, who also dubs Meta, huh, interesting. Uh, they, a, a lot of things, including Cooley Cooley, Progressive and Alternative, and lots of Gundam stuff. Uh, they, uh, may or may not have used any kind of translation from the Japanese version. Like, they may have just done their own thing. Don't know. But that, that would, that's like Samurai Pizza Cats. (laughs) Where there is no script and they just dub to what they think they should be saying. Uh, Ghost choice. stories. Ghost stories, too. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, that that was more of a intentionally punched up gag dub. It's true, but it worked out so well. But like the Samurai Pizza Cats, they literally didn't have scripts. It's in the theme song. (laughs) They didn't have scripts. So now I need to watch this. I haven't watched it. So oh, Samurai Pizza Cats is a delightful show from the nineties. It's on Crunchyroll. Discotech released it on uh, DVD and SD Blu-ray because it's it's an SD show and it's not getting a Blu-ray remaster. Nah, Tatsunoko's not going to do that. It looked like like they were made by some Sega artists. Wow, interesting. Yeah, got a very Sega feel to it. And it's called the Samurai Pizza Cats, even though in Japan they're actually ninja. Mm-hmm. I think they were concerned about the the well they take they make jokes about ninja turtles in that show so but they like work at a pizza parlor i think there might be a problem if they work at a pizza parlor and they are ninja (laughs) i don't know they probably could have gotten away with it so steering you back from the tangent you went on all by yourself sketch (laughs) yeah yeah i did lena kyle it's played by Gray Griffin, who is Princess Azula in Avatar, and she's—I just love her voice acting. She's she's got such a great voice, and I I seem to recall she's a bunch of um, characters in Samurai Jack too, brother Toonami Samurai Jack fans like myself. Mm-hmm. Me some fans. Yeah, she's, she's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think this might be the first time she's dubbed something though, so that's interesting. Maybe not the first time, but she hasn't done it very often. Well, she's got such a huge resume. Take a while to go (laughs) through and find that. I just, I just knew the moment I heard her voice, I was like, "That's awfully familiar." And then I was like, "She's the regular voice of Daphne on Scooby Doo stuff now, like for the past decade or longer." Yowzers! Yep, she's she's that. Her, she has uh, an extensive repertoire. Yeah. And so does Fred Tattashore, who they barely even use in this. Well, he is Grodd, and Grodd has plenty of lines, but uh, he's Deathstroke, too, and he doesn't get very line, very many lines as Deathstroke. It's too bad. Some would argue that Deathstroke shouldn't even be there, because he's not really a villain, per se. Oh, he's a villain, man. He's not necessarily a Batman villain either, but he's kind of been lumped in as a Batman villain for a while now. No, he's basically Robin's own nemesis. Well, that's Teen Titans. and Yeah, that's the reason why I'm saying it. Mm. Just on the Teen Titans side of that, you know. Uh, I guess yeah. so. Might as well make people go crazy if you can. Well, he did technically murder Robin, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I guess they just didn't want to put the Riddler in there because there's nothing intimidating about the Riddler. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he does brain teasers, man. I'm like, dude. Where's Mr. Freeze? I shall riddle you, Daimyo, into submission. And they cut off his head. <laughs> they could have had some fun with Mr. Freeze. Come on. That, no, Mr. Freeze. That's who I want to see. Yes, that would have been perfect. Ugh. Opportunity missed, damn it. Yeah, well, maybe they'd be be a bit concerned that he couldn't maintain his suit back then. 
That would be a problem. Yeah, but they managed to come up with the technology to build robots and a time machine, so I feel like it wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, yeah probably not. That's a cop-out. <laughs> like, it's in the script, so it's okay. It's it, in the it, script, they could make so it. it's okay. I mean, Tom, <laughs> Tom said it all. Tom said it all in that bump, but he's like, you know, they were coming up with this concept, and somebody's like, Batman Ninja. <laughs> How about Batman Ninja? How mm. about it? I mean, Batman's pretty ninja-esque as you, you know, as he is, trained in all manner of martial arts. But why not? Batman anime. It's not the first time. It won't be the last. Actually, uh, they just announced a Catwoman anime film that is, uh, I, I believe it's written by Greg Wiseman of uh, Young Justice fame, among other things. And I hope they played on Toonami. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Oh, you said animated, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that on Toonami. I, I like Catwoman. Yeah, so it is it is in, in anime style. So more Batman anime, or as Jason put it when I replied to him regarding Batman and anime making so much sense for Toonami, he's like, how bat anime? Bat, 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 I saw this. Batman anime. Bat, bat, anime. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, ah, Batman <laughs> That's great. Good stuff. Good. Thanks. Look, can you like if you want to declare Toonami to be an anime lock, what more perfect material than a Batman anime? And mm -hmm. they already played the Gotham Knight anthology, so there's that. But there you go. Batman anime. Perfectly fit for Toonami. We covered all the bases too. We got like something serious and something very, very, very far from serious, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plenty of actions. We covered that. Different styles of animation covered that. There were giant robots. There were ninjas. You know, uh, there was yeah, there was samurai. fighting. There was samurai. There was dark, dark uh, histories and all kind there was all the things. He they had all the tsunami boxes. I don't see the problem. <laughs> Well, you actually got um, and don't forget we got the hot spring episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got the hot springs. We have the cute animal. We have oh, the disturbing animal. The little monkey had a girlfriend. That's, that's cute. Monkey chief. He could talk to All monkeys for no reason. Well, his Jim Parker Roy is a monkey. <laughs> that's no way to talk about Beast Boy. <laughs> oh man he's not always a monkey he doesn't have to be oh uh, yeah I still don't get how the bats and the monkeys combine but oh well it's because it's in the script <laughs> it's, it's in that'll the be the title for this episode it was in the script <laughs> oh I have other ideas <laughs> Oh, wasn't it? There was some point where Joker's like talking about eating Batman on a stick or something. 
Let's not go Ozzy Osbourne here, a, sir. A bad thing's like, now, nah, now, nah, Joker, are you sure you want to do that? You might contract some kind of virus. <laughs> I forgot about that. Wouldn't wouldn't be the best plan. Uh, Those yeah. poor Japanese people—they're just all cowering in their their uh, in their houses, thinking, "What is going on here? <laughs> what horrible plague has been set upon us?" You know, and they when must, will they all go away? <laughs> this is another good opportunity here. They sh- they didn't play the episode of Rick and Morty where they do some of this similar stuff. In uh, it was the season finale, and there Rick shows up in this crow armor, and he has a crow style horse, and he shows up and he's got these cool swords, and he kills somebody to like. And then he sits down a flower and like, oh no, he's anti-heroic, run! And that that is just the vibe that I got when Batman showed up in that feudal town for the first time. Just, just like it. And <laughs> like almost all of the characters are, are 3D, but then you have some of these villagers that are 2D and they just look <laughs> like so dumbfounded. Yeah, though, can you blame them? There's, there's lots of... <laughs> there's lots of stuff. <laughs> Joker, no drank, explaining. Joker drank sake in this. It's like, you're letting Batman get away. I have people for that now. <laughs> so, where's the fun in that, Joker? Come on. But yeah, it was, it was fun. I had a darn good time watching both of these movies and live tweeting and sharing the experience i'm so, sure you did so uh it's <laughs> i actually haven't watched the full night of tsunami in quite a while <laughs> i didn't watch the full night of tsunami haha <laughs> i watched my my phone at one point needed to be plugged in to charge and then i was able to go back to tweeting towards <laughs> I the don't end remember that <laughs> yeah Stupid dumb phone dying on you. Because my, because my, the so so the power has go, had gone out here and blew the um, the computer charger, so I couldn't even switch to my computer. So uh, I was technology deficient. Yeah. It was very irritating. That's rough. I've come very heavily to rely on my technology now. I say this unashamedly. I would do very well in Star Trek. I need all <laughs> the technology. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't do too well with the technology for real. I do okay with some tech. Four cell phones. Yep. You could like ignore a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> Take it off the hook. <laughs> yeah, right. You could be on the phone. There wasn't any call waiting back then. There, there, there's just this expectation that if you text somebody or you call somebody, that they're gonna know and that they're gonna get back to you. You didn't have that back then. You would like. Yeah. To- Try to call somebody, and if they weren't home, they weren't home. Yeah. You might be able to leave a message, but you wouldn't have the expectation that they're going to get back to you anytime soon. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, now with people having, like, this access technology now, it's like, um, well, I called you. Why didn't you call them back? Look here. Just because I didn't call you back doesn't mean that you get to have access to me like that all the time. I mean, I do have a life outside of you. Access is right. You hit the nail on the head. You have to For lose. the record, I don't care. We have my... to lose all of our fancy technology and rekindle with nature 
and train like ninja. See, I brought it back around. There we go. <laughs> I, I wanted to see more training ninja scene. That was the only thing I missed. They didn't yeah. have a training sequel. Not, not enough <laughs> training montage. I needed a training montage. I love me some training montage. That is that is a bit disappointing. That's that's where while I do appreciate that scene where they're explaining things, it's like I know you're just doing this so you don't have to do an actual training montage and it feels a little disappointing. Yeah. Oh well. We yeah. wanna learn how to be ninjas too, Batman. Yeah. More more than five hundred episodes of Naruto haven't taught me. <laughs> I mean, they really haven't. They're basically magicians. <laughs> yes, they are. Well, they are doing this. They had some, some badass workout. They were Black Clover before Black Clover was Black Clover. <laughs> were they using anti-magic? Yeah. I love I love the ninjutsu stuff though. Don't say anything bad because I'm 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 a huge fan of the of the magic. I like the magic. Wish I could move my hands in funky ways and make things happen. Yeah. Before you say you can, and that'll make the dishes be done, Kuro. No, it's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> I want things to be magical, you know, magically clean up this mess. Exactly. That would Dish be... jutsu! Uh, that would be tremendous. The most useful, useful jutsu of all. <laughs> well, I think we've been silly enough here, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> for, sure. for sure. <laughs> so it was... It was a fairly redonkulous Night of Toonami. Uh, mm. The upcoming Night of Toonami was to be the long Halloween, and of course the climactic finale of Fena. I imagine will be fairly serious for the entirety. <laughs> so I don't know, Matt. You know, you know. Even though I can be serious, you know, I can mess up a serious moment with the quickness. Well, yes, of course. You know I love doing that kind of stuff anyway. That, that is one form of humor. <laughs> <sighs> Never let Darrell do these things. <laughs> I'm just checking yeah. out the uh, the cast for the long Halloween. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty star-studded. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Wow. Yeah, they got. I, I gotta, I gotta say, and, and so in other countries, this is kind of a thing where they separate, you know, voice acting from acting, and um, in, in, and I'm, I'm using Spain as an example because there was a famous incidence of this where, where voice actors have a very specific level of training and fame. They do here, but I noticed in like some of these movies, like these Batman films or the Superman films that are animated, they use like actors, live action actors, not voice actors. So, you know, and they, and for the most part, I, I think they do a, a great job, but, um, just interesting, just something, something interesting that, that here, that this is more normal than it is, I think in other places. Yeah. I think with, um, it was a show on Netflix. I think it was called Edeling, um, the Spanish version of it. Um, mm -hmm. they actually, I think it was something they end up stop production with or something, but you know, it got the English version of it, but. I think yeah. like the Spanish actor, um, you know, it was some, it was some turmoil about that. Yeah, the Chronicles of Edoon, they stopped recording yeah. too because of that. Yeah, 
Yeah, they the the I I because I, I was really into the show, and then and then I read that that she the the writer didn't want to sign on for another because they didn't finish the story, but she didn't want to sign on for another season because she had contracted to have uh, professional voice actors, not famous actors, for her series. So. So it, it made me think, and then I discovered sometimes in Japanese culture, they have the same thing. Like, it's very distinct, and but it's not the way here. I don't know, it's just, there's neither bad nor good, it's just interesting. Well, you know, look, everybody has their own skill set, and, you know, I kind of see it. Let people who, you know, that's their craft, let them have their, you know, their moment in the sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Definitely yeah. a star-studded cast. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, they do that a lot. And, it's, you know, the results can vary. Uh, sometimes it works really well. Sometimes it's, you know, it's never a bad performance per se, but sometimes it's not quite as good as one might hope. But, you know, d- different people have different talent. Yeah, different strokes, different folks. Just the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. So well, can't that, wait till next weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen either of these uh, long Halloween part one or two, and the really cool thing is they literally came out over the summer. So Tsunami's getting these really fast. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> John DiMaggio is back too, but as a different character. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, these movies constantly use John DiMaggio and Fred Tattashore. <laughs> they are utility men that uh, play lots of characters. And look, I'm going to say it one more time. I think, I understand if you came came to Toonami expecting to watch a block of a variety of anime. But remember, Batman is part of Toonami too, And... You know, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt you to join in and be a little supportive too, because it's like sometimes, sometimes they need these buffers. Sometimes they need them in order to get the other content that we do want. And so, complaining about it and outwardly denouncing it on Twitter, it, it it's it just sends a really poor message. I think that it's fine if you want to watch something else, but I really hope that you all will reconsider if you are going to watch it and, and watch with us. It, it can be fun. Think of it as this is your Twitter tsunami friends and we'll just do this together. You know, we'll just, we'll just dive in and we might, might be enjoyable. You never know. Okay. And if you've seen it already, then you can be the person that's, you know, does that obnoxious. Oh, what's going to happen next. You won't believe that nobody hates cough, <laughs> cough. <laughs> I mean, look here. I did it with one piece. I watched with everybody. And yeah. I, I, the thing is, like, I'm not against it. It's just not my favorite anime. I think it's like goofy. It never. That, in other words, these pirates don't appeal to me, you know. But it's always fun to discuss it, and you know, just some of the things that did happen that I did like. We we had a field day with this. Yeah, it's always fun. So the thing is, I was never discouraging of it. I just like that, you know, be that exactly. guy. Like you said, be the noxious guy. And I wouldn't even be in enough knockers. Yeah. yeah. And even if you don't watch, like, that's okay. Because the difference is it's 
it's one part of a block, you know, it's, it's like 30 minutes of the block and you're like, okay, this one show, I think I'll take a break and I'll be back later as opposed to missing out on an entire night of Toonami films because, because of what, because you were expecting anime and you didn't get it. I mean, come on, that's not even a really good reason. Come on guys. It's the Batman. It's the Batman. Come on. He's the Batman. I'm just saying. He's the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is Very sensitive about right the now. Batman. Like I feel about the Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I've said it before and I'll say it again. Look, I I understand that there are anime fans that don't like non-anime but as an animation fan myself i just can't quite wrap my brain around the idea that somebody would only like japanese cartoons because exactly. animation's animation bro <laughs> it doesn't matter where it came from and sure there's people that don't particularly care for cape shit as it were but you know there's plenty of good cape shit out there. And uh, I get the impression that the Long Halloween is probably going to be one of the good ones. Uh, the I Red did. Hood was absolutely great. And Batman was Ninja great. was just ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> In a good way. It's the good mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous fun. So, <laughs> not the best story, but certainly a lot of spectacle and just just a darn good time. There was a story. (laughs) A very convoluted one. (laughs) I thought it was just a bunch of stuff happening. I thought they just betrayals. Betrayal. Betrayal. Action and and random anime uh, fan service down on you, and I was like, I'm in. I'm on it. I'm on board with this. Let's do it. Mm. So. It's uh, it's gonna be more Batman next week, and then the week after it will be a Fena marathon, all of the first season episodes in a row. And I was right; the extended runtime is because the uh, episodes are a little bit longer than most shows on Toonami, and they're gonna fill an extra fifteen minutes with the same Rick and Morty short they keep playing. <laughs> It's like the fourth one they made, but I swear they keep playing this one. No, that Man, sound you, right. weren't you hoping for like the the Black Lotus short? Uh, I was hoping for. Uh, you mean the, the Blade Runner short? Sorry, yeah, the Blade, Blade Runner. Runner Blade Runner Blackout, which they should totally oh, play. We didn't even mention the Blade Runner. We got the date right. Wasn't that news? Yeah, we mentioned that last week, but it, it's fine to reiterate it. The uh, Blade, Blade Runner Black Lotus one hour premiere November 13th. Now, what's going to be the schedule for November 6th, you ask? We don't know as we of don't. Wednesday on uh, the, the 20th. We 20th. do not know what uh, the November 6th schedule is yet, but... Well, we know you'll know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm heavily expecting it to be a double shot of my hero to clean the slate before Blade Runner starts the next week. But we'll see. Black Clover ended and they haven't announced a replacement show for that yet. So they may double up Food Wars or something to fill that extra slot too. 
Or they may start something new, which I would hope yeah, they would the only, say something the soon if they are doing this, that. The only thing that's like, it's going to bug me a little bit is because they, they take the long Christmas break, which is fine. But then they don't play any new episodes of anything for like three weeks between like the end of December and the beginning of January, I seem to recall. Like it varies, but it's been sort of something like that. And so if they start weeks. something new. Yeah, if they start something new in November, I don't think we'll even get halfway through whatever it is before we get to Christmas no, break. So no. Uh, Blade Runner, Black Lotus will get seven episodes at most before yeah. they take a two-week break, which, you know, sometimes they build in a half-season climax to to leave you waiting for a couple of weeks. So that mm. might be intentional. We don't know. I don't think they're going to take off more than two weeks. And Well, actually, you know, I think they'll only take off one week in December and then maybe... Uh, well, actually... Yeah, I'm looking at the calendar now. The so 31st is... Is the weekend. New Year's Eve is a weekend. Oh. You know, oddly enough, they don't usually have Toonami preempt if it's January 1st itself only if it's the 31st or like the 30th so we'll see yeah. I really they really don't need to take it off on the 18th but they will definitely do it on Christmas and they, uh, actual the, uh, uh, Thanksgiving weekend the 27th That's... whether or not they decide to do something then or not I think they won't do that because they have Blade Runner starting just two weeks prior, mm -hmm. but they could always just play Blade Runner and then not the rest of the lineup, but they're already getting the Fena Marathon out of the way, so I don't know what they would necessarily do for that. There's other shows they could marathon, I guess, but Blade Runner will have just started. Would love to see some IGPX again, you know, just saying. He's going to keep nice. saying until you give it to him, so give it to him. Yes, please do rerun IGPX. <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to rerun it in Toonami proper, then just run after Toonami. They're playing Chippin' and Jack for the hours after Toonami without Toonami bumps, so why not? I mean, you know, IGPX was just one of those things, man, that we really enjoyed, so why not? Yeah. I mean, it's almost inevitable that they're going to be rerunning Fena at like 3 a.m. So if you want to pair that with IGPX, that would that'd be uh, the IG Power Hour. <laughs> nice. The Toonami Originals IG Power Hour, no less. And then when Fena ends, they could cycle in the Fooly Foolies. I mean, like, look here, I can't get the dang on Hentai Power Hour, so I'm trying to get what I can, man. Uh, yeah. We almost girl. made it. We almost made it. <laughs> Almost oh. doesn't count, buddy. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and this is why you love me. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they'll start two, maybe three new shows in November. We'll we'll see. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, that would be that. really that'd be really good. So stop complaining, guys. Sorry. Yeah, just just because they haven't announced their plans yet doesn't mean they have no plan. Come on. How long have you been following Toonami? They 
often wait until the last minute to tell us things. That's my real, that is my actual complaint, and I'm still salty yeah. about it. Like, uh, we'll get, like, very little time to, to rally behind, oh, there's a new show. <laughs> yeah. Tell us in advance, guys. Free advertising is what you're getting. Please just tell us in advance. Just tell us. No. I'm pretty good with two weeks, to. but three would be nice. They've done it before. I I know they've done it before. I seem to remember like years ago knowing. Well, sometimes they announce something well in advance and other times it's a month or less. It depends. Uh, also, if a company is announcing it for them, then they might announce it way in advance. Like Anaplex would usually do that. Announce the shit. Well, except for Neverland where they actually had to like. You talking about meal prep, Junior? De- delay. The first season of Neverland when they had to delay because it hadn't quite finished in Japan yet, so they had Dimension to Dimension actually... W came like the week before it was coming on, I seem to remember. I was I didn't even have time to know what the show was before it was on Toonami. I seem to recall that. I think we had like a month's notice on that one. Really? I think it I feel like it was less. I feel like it was about a week. Maybe. It, was, it was around the end of the previous show. It, it was probably two weeks. Uh, Fire Force was definitely one week. <laughs> They're like, we're playing Fire Force next week. <laughs> oh, okay. There's no time to make a promo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I got one eventually. Yeah. So, sometimes that happens. It It's pretty uncommon. But, like, just because they haven't said anything doesn't mean there isn't anything planned. Come on. Come on. Like, do- Doomsayers are always ready to denounce Tsunami's end, so there's that, but... Yeah, we know a few, but, you know, it, it is what it, it is. It, it's, like, really? Do you look at the state of Adult Swim right now? They, they kind of need to keep Tsunami around. They don't, I mean, not need per se, but it, you know, it I helps. Need it. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we definitely need it. Yeah, we need our escapism. But yeah. we don't mind when our escape block is a little different than usual. That is okay, too. Like, really. Just tell me where I'm escaping to. That's all. That's all I ask. <laughs> Give me a heads up where I'm escaping to this week. The promise never land. <laughs> I already escaped there, and it, it was not a fun ending. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was basically kids meal the movie. Uh-huh. God. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I'm gonna stop, man. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think I think it's time to wrap things up. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> So, uh, you can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. You can uh, follow us on facebook.com backslash tsunamifaithful podcast and uh, also on Twitter at tsunami podcast. You can follow at tsunami news for the latest news and reviews. And, uh, it, it tends to be a feed where all of our stuff pops up, like the podcasts, uh, any content from the website. So if you're following at Toonami News, you, you'll get everything first. Yeah. Yep. 
And you can, of course, listen to all the episodes of the podcast by going to soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. And you can also do that by going to podcast.toonamifaithful.com. And in both those places, you can also listen to our Fennecast, which is all about Fenna Pirate Princess, which is wrapping up. One yeah, more episode can... to go. Exactly. You can stop this doing this. <laughs> Why do I do these things? You can also listen to our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Amazon, Spotify. Potomatic. Potomatic. I don't actually. I don't think we are on Podomatic anymore because. Uh, no, we're not, dude. I just wanted to throw it in for old time's sake. We we just we just changed to SoundCloud instead of Potomatic. But yeah, oh, we're we're on all the things. So if you like what we do and want to help us out, you can become one of our Patreons by subscribing to the Toonami Faithful Pass on patreon.com backslash Toonami Faithful. And there you will get some exclusive clips like the full interviews from CJ's documentary, What Toonami Means to Me. If you enjoyed the documentary, which is already 90 minutes long, then you will very much enjoy the extended interviews. Lots of good stuff there. Post a different one every month. Well worth your interest. Alright. And you can get the latest news by... <clears throat> and uh, you can also check out all of the other content on ToonamiFaithful.com. CJ's doing weekly reviews of Fena. Uh, CJ and Celia compile news items, uh, talkbacks, and all manner of things in their This Week on Toonami column, which is a real great read every week. You should definitely check that out. They put a lot of effort into it. Good good stuff. Our, our staff is awesome. They're fantastic. Celia, Celia and Steven are kicking ass and taking names on uh, at Toonami News with their... They're like, they're so organized now. I'm always looking at the at the, uh, the feed for social media uh, in our Twitter DMs, I'm like, whoa, look at all this stuff they got. <laughs> like, something every hour. And it's it's well-diversified and interesting content. Very well. Very well put together. Hands off to them. Ex- excellent. Excellent stuff. Where would we be without them? Uh, our, our Twitter feed would not be nearly as interesting, I assure you. <laughs> no. I don't know now. You know, I'm just saying some pretty crazy stuff. Never mind. Shut up, Darrell. You okay. never post on that Twitter feed. Yeah, you got a good point. It's, and for good reason. <laughs> Paul knew what he was doing when he decided not to let me do um, posting on the Twitter feed. <laughs> Definitely a good call. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, I don't post on there either. <laughs> I post on the uh, podcast Twitter sometimes. Usually be like, I'm sorry, the podcast isn't out yet. It's my fault. (laughs) (laughs) At least I don't get smacked for podcasts being late no more, so. Oh, well, that's good. Because I'm sure you've suffered plenty of blunt force trauma. (laughs) Yeah, TBI, man. Traumatic brain injury. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, Mom was the number one fan for a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, does she not listen anymore? She listens, man, but not as much, man. All right, that's fair. But she should listen more. Like we've we've been so on it lately. I mean, Pat, I'm gonna pat ourselves on the back because we we've been putting out content. Pat you on the booty. We've been we've been putting out <laughs> podcasts every week, more than one podcast every week. Plus, we got V Lord doing the Demon Slayer podcast, which is you know kicking back into high gear with the new season. So, lots yeah. lots of podcasts. Some weeks you get three podcasts, maybe even more. It's it's crazy. We're crazy. There's no way we can keep it up. We're crazy. Boy. There's no way I can keep it up. Once my work schedule changes, it's gonna be hard to record. And that's happening soon. Oh boy. Yeah, I just need to hurry up and win the lottery so we can just all retire. Yeah, seriously. There's going to be a one big house and we're all going to live together. Every day I go to work for the explicit purpose of being able to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, I I go to pay a mortgage. (laughs) Exactly. I, I just go to work just to be cussed out by people some days. I go to work to pay my mortgage so I can do... As I please, and nobody can tell me to do otherwise. Yeah. I'm trying to become adults like you guys. <laughs> I'm still trying to become an adult, so... <laughs> when I get there, I'm sure someone will eventually tell me. I feel like yeah, that'll be the day fun dies. No, no one ever <laughs> tells you. <laughs> but yes, it will be the day fun dies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but for now, we have fun here. We do. We we do. We do. It. We put been putting off something for this entire podcast, and yeah. it's it's yeah. it's time to be serious for a moment here. Uh, be- Speaking of, uh, yeah, serious. Yeah. We. Uh, uh, we want to, to pay tribute to the late departed Chris Ayers. Um, many of you know him as the voice of Frieza on Dragon Ball, um, but he did a lot of other he did a lot of other uh, voice acting and production and creative directing roles. Um, my understanding is that he had a really long battle with COPD. I seem to remember about two years ago them his family posting, trying to raise money for his treatment. So I think what really is hard about all of this is for me personally, is just knowing he was suffering and his family were suffering. And I recently came out of a situation this summer where I had to watch someone I love suffer in a hospital. And so I, I have, I have a lot of sympathy for what they're going through. And I, I think that, um, He'd be very missed. He was an OG of, I think, our the the classic VA fandom, and um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard, I think, for all the the class the the Dragon Ball fans especially. Yeah, he he was a fantastic actor, fantastic director, and I'm just seeing all all this love being poured out on social media all these people whose lives were touched by him and it's i mean it's beautiful to see all these people supporting at this time but it's also just like man we just lost a really awesome guy and 
it's just hard. It's he, he was fifty six. Too yes. young, man. That's young. That's young. Like seriously. Yeah. I mean, you know, like like you said, the 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 hardest thing about it is knowing that he fought so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and in the end, he just he just couldn't beat it. But I'm yeah. I'm sure he has no regrets. The nah, message he... that his uh, girlfriend was that is his partner his partner put out that really touched me. When she 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 um I thought it was a beautiful message and I I found it really touching. Yeah, he fought so long and so hard, and you know, you know, some people just can't hold out that long. But Chris really did hold out for a long time, you know, you know, just through sheer will alone. And you know, I can just say, rest easy at this point. You know, this week has really been shitty anyway. You know, but to lose somebody in the VA community like that, you know, big heart, just overall nice guy. He's gonna be missed. Because no one could play Frieza like him. No, he... I loved him in Soma and Black Butler. Oh, yes. And he was in Agame Got Kill, the Adara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's had quite the career. Yeah. And I, but I just gotta say, before his performance of Frieza, I didn't really like Frieza as a villain. I didn't think he was a very compelling character, but he brought so much in that performance that Frieza's one of my favorite Dragon Ball characters now. I mean, you love to hate him. <laughs> exactly. He's... Yeah. I mean, seriously, the scene where he was talking about Earth Hell being sung to by animated bears and fairies. <laughs> that was one of the best freaking monologues of, because I'm with Freeze on that. I would have been pissed off having to deal with that myself. And the performance he gave in the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie, just phenomenal. To think that he did that when he was in so much pain and had already gone through so much trying to fight this, it's just a remarkable performance he really gave it his everything and that line delivery oh no broly a stray laser beam killed your father (laughs) (laughs) i mean that was like it was like so condescending though the way it was done but you know it's fucking freezer and he just brought life into freezer that you know it's like i hate freezer but I just love the fucking believability of this acting on it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know Frieza was a space racist. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he I was. Never liked, I never liked the way he said monkey. Oh, you, you know he was... <laughs> yeah. Big xenophobe. <laughs> monkey with a hard K. The oh. Hard M N K. Oh man. But, yeah. He also plays um in Sengoku Basra. He plays uh, Takada Shingen. Oh right. He's got a big act. He's got the big red um headpiece. 
he's a he's there he, he's like he's a regular character so he he just had a, a lot of range yeah i own all the sengoku basura so yeah that, that's yeah cool. i wouldn't be the head samurai it. i didn't own samurai anime it's mm. it's a good anime i, I enjoy it and I, I just, it was actually one of the, one of the earlier, my earlier like reintroductions back into anime in college when I started watching that show. So I remember seeing his name because then I used to, I used, that's when I started like looking at VAs and thinking some of these people sound familiar in other anime. And then I realized like, oh wow, they do a lot of different things. Yep. And then Full, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, he was in that. General Raven. No, yes. Like, I literally buy stuff and then I'm like, damn. I just, I don't know, like, it's like ESP or something, but like, some of my favorite voice actors and actresses. I'll buy stuff and not really know that they're in it, then like, well, goddamn, they were in this. Yeah. 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 A lot of, a lot of talent. And, and I think that, I think that the community is really Mm -hmm. feeling the loss. It is. It's like an empty hole right now in your heart, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so no, if you're listening, you're not alone. We're all feeling your pain too, and um, good to remember the good things about someone when you lose them. And it's okay to be sad about losing them too. And it's it's confusing because you don't know the person in this case, but it doesn't mean your feelings aren't real and valid. Well, the thing is, like, what I what I want to tell everybody is, you know, um, even though you may have never met that person in person or personally, or knew them on that personal level. The thing is, it's like what they did as far as their art, it helped probably help you get through some hard times. And through that art, you actually got to know that person, you know, you know, pretty much they're all the ego. And then, you know, if you have interacted with them, you notice that they're pretty much, you know, regular human beings like you and they're pretty decent and nice people. So, you know, you're thinking that, you know, the loss is hard because of what those characters, what they brought in, what they put in those characters and what they brought out of it and how it helped you get through something. Or the joy it brought to you. So, you know, you're mourning the loss of that person. But, you know, on the same level, you're mourning, you know, the talent that they brought for something that brought you so much joy. So it's a sense of loss and a double loss in a way, if that makes any sense to anybody. No, that that's well said, I think. I think that was very well said. All right. So you want to end it on that note? Well, unfortunately... Uh, Chris Harris is not the le- only legend that we lost very recently. Uh, Jack Angel, the voice of Zarkon in Voltron, and the uh, voice of various DC heroes in Super Friends, uh, regarding his tsunami related roles, he passed away uh, at the age of 90, though he lived a good long life. And he he is a prolific actor, tons of characters in Transformers. Uh, he was Nick Fury in the '90s Spider-Man animated series, which I'm sure lots of people saw. Lots and lots of characters. With me, he was the Liquidator in Darkwing Duck, the uh, the water-based <laughs> villain, and his performance was always so delightfully hammy. I just I just loved it. So I'm 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 sad. I'm sad that that part of my childhood 
is, uh, you know. Well. Yeah, definitely. I, it's like losing a. Uh, it's like losing a character who was uh, uh, on a Disney movie too. I I remember mm-hmm. him as Tire Captain from Avatar. Yes, yes. Lots and lots of roles over his many, many ninety years. Yeah, wow. Incredible performer. Mm-hmm. I know. That just lets you know. Even It doesn't matter how old you are. If you can still do it and you still got it, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good takeaway. I think that's a, a, a lesson to really drive in. You know, your age doesn't matter. If you have a dream or an ambition or something you want to accomplish, you can keep working at it and do it. Like, look at someone like Jack Angel who was working into his 80s. <laughs> I look mean... At, it, look at Frank Welker. Ended. He's still voicing Fred Jones and Scooby-Doo. He's still playing a teenager. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Derek, hey, look here. You're only the oldest you feel, man. Yeah. You know, I guess if we're mentioning that, Dan, I guess, you know... If y'all don't mind, you know, the passing of um, General Colin Powell, you know, that really hit me kind of hard because um, as a cadet, he was my idol. And I really did model myself, you know, after him in certain ways as far as his leadership style and how he handled things. And, you know, it was due to, you know, COVID complications that he passed away. But, you know, that's a huge loss, too. That's a huge loss. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that we have some listeners who were, like, ex-military like me, so... And if you ever knew anything about General Powell, he was, you know, he was just a true officer and a gentleman, and, you know, he did those things, you know. So... He, he accomplished a lot, and on top of that, he he was a black man in a high position that was respected by the whole... by in the world, not just in the United States. And I yeah. think that alone um, and, and that's aside from all of his other incredible accomplishments you know, that alone deserves to, we, we we owe him that much to say that it doesn't matter where you come from you can do anything in life and and he's yeah. he's he's a really he was a really good man and it that's a huge loss too it's, it's been a rough week it's been a lot of a lot of sad things happen but we got to stick together and and give each other strength and support through all of this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry, y'all. Oh, that one really We're does. here for you, Darrell. We're all here for you. Yeah. Um, just a childhood idol and, you know, representation matters. And the thing is, like, at times when I did want to give up, you know, I had to think about him and other black officers that came before me. And, you know, it, it's a turnaround point. You know, you can't give up because the general didn't give up or Colonel didn't give up, you know. So, mm-hmm. but, but with that, let's just kind of end the podcast. <laughs> mm. It's been a hard week. There's, there's no other way of putting it. It's been a very hard week. Yeah, we're all here together, guys, and um, you know, stay uh, stay golden, y'all. You're not alone. I'm here too. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I suppose with that, uh, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it when you listen to the podcast and give us your feedback. And we're, you know, we've been at this for nine something years now, and uh, it's just nice to know somebody's listening. Still. <laughs> thank you for continuing to put up with us. Exactly, especially me. And especially Paul. Thank you, Darrell. Deuces!